it goes. Another podcast you're listening to, Will's Take on Sports. I'm the host, Will Walker, today, 5-5, podcast 5-5. Thank you guys for joining me on this particular podcast. want to get into the things that's been going on, talking about in sports, of course. This is Will's Take on Sports. But we want to talk about, um, you know, Miami Dolphins legend, Derry Head Coach, passed away uh, Monday. Condolences go out to his family and all of his close friends. Um, Don Shulu, my favorite team, favorite NFL football team is the Miami Dolphins. And I'm so grateful for the two Super Bowl titles that he did bring to the Miami Dolphins. Although they were in the early 70s, I was born in 72. That was the year the Dolphins' perfect season. And then they won back-to-back Super Bowls in 1973. Had opportunity to go in 74, but they didn't. But anyway, um, what I remember about the Dolphins, because I don't remember the Super Bowls, of course, the Super Bowl wins, except for the highlights. But anyway, um, what I remember about watching the Dolphins is when I was growing up, watching them live, um, David Woodley was the quarterback. Don Strzok helped uh, orchestrate probably the greatest uh, NFL playoff game in the 80s, uh, that game between that marathon game between the Dolphins and the Chargers. And then, of course, the drafting of Dan Marino. Um, Coach Shula was a great coach. He adapted to uh, different styles and different eras in three decades of being a head coach. But the time that I can vividly recall is the 1980s. And he failed the Miami Dolphins in regards to building Dan Marino a quality defense to take advantage of Dan Marino's special skill set to help Dan Marino win a Super Bowl. Although he and Dan Marino did go to a Super Bowl in 1984, Super Bowl 19, they lost to the San Francisco 49ers. But anyway, it was just not a great decade in the 80s it started out well the Dolphins went to the first went to two two Super Bowls in four seasons but didn't end so well and um but anyway Don Shula is still all-time winning this coach he captured that title during that uh during that era um with Dan Marino just you know it, it could have been more successful I would have liked it to have been more successful so hey it didn't happen such is life you know but he was truly a legend. I I can seriously say that he's the only coach. He's the, he's the only coach in NFL history with that can say he's an all-time winning coach. He has two Super Bowl titles, and he has some of the best doggone steakhouses uh, in Miami or in Florida because there's actually a stuff Shula's Steakhouse in Tallahassee. So he can definitely lay claim to that. that I don't think there'll ever be a coach that'll be able to lay claim. Uh, legendary NFL coach that made a late claim that, that they have a legendary steakhouse in Miami and in Tallahassee. But anyway, that was that's my thoughts about Don Shula. I really don't have that's it. You know, like I said, I wish you know there would have been some more Super Bowls between him and Dan Marino, but it didn't happen. And largely uh, that was because simply the fact that the Dolphins didn't just have a great defense. Man, they could score. They could score a lot of points in the 80s, but they could play zero buckets defense um and that's how it was all right this last dance documentary just happened episode five and six again you know what i have a i'm i'm team petty i have a team petty this is just just self-therapy right now for me i have team i'm I'm on the team petty i'm i was on the team petty bus i tried to get off but now i've kicked the drive off and i'm driving team petty bus and what i mean by the team petty is the simple fact is that I'm Team Petty when it comes to sports. LeBron James left, and there was this 
and I've still been Team Petty ever since he left the Miami Heat. And I'm going to stay Team Petty on his situation until he retires. So I know it's been years, should get over it, whatever, but I'm going to stay on this Team Petty. And then I'm going to be Team Petty about the fact that simple fact is that the SEC keeps coming into Dade County and paying for some of the best doggone high school recruits to come to their school. So I'm going to still be Team Petty on that too, as long as that keeps happening. But anyway, but now I'm driving a Team Petty bus. And driving a Team Petty bus, I think I got some passengers now. One passenger, of course, uh, is Isaiah Thomas from last week. He wasn't happy about being left off the Dream Team. Um, boarded up, the handshaking thing. Who? Forget all that mess. This is about. Let, let's talk about what happened in episode five and six in regards to him not being on the Dream Team. First of all, if the choice came down between John Stockton and Isaiah Thomas. There's no choice. Isaiah Thomas is the better player. John Stockton is who he is. He was a great player, but he was a product of a system. Isaiah Thomas was that dude. Like I said, he was my favorite player, but Isaiah Thomas was that dude. And there's no comparison in skill set between Isaiah Thomas and John Stockton. Point blank, period. I'm gonna just try to told you. But anyway, let's move on. Isaiah's on my team, Petty Bus. But you know what? Looking at that last documentary, because right out shortly in the first couple of seconds of the next episode that was played in the 9 o'clock hour was the mention of, again, of the uh, it was insinuated about Isaiah Thomas being Michael Jordan leading him off the team. And then he was mentioned again. Michael Jordan's on Team Petty. He, he, he's on the bus. Get on the bus. I don't know. The Harvard feelings that he and Isaiah have still towards each other is mind-boggling. Neither one of these dudes have played. In my, Isaiah Thomas ain't played in the NBA in almost 30 years. Michael Jordan retired in 2004, 2003, somewhere. That's so what it's been 16 years. Yeah, 16. 16 years. No, more longer than that. Okay, so he hadn't played in, the, in the, yeah, 16. So he hadn't played since then. And Isaiah and is, I mean, he last season was what, 94, 92, somewhere in there. So it's almost 30 years. Well, uh, whatever. So, but they still got Harvard feelings by each other. And you, you say to yourself, okay, listen, Michael Jordan has six rings. He finally beat the Detroit Pistons. He got past the Detroit Pistons. It is what it is. Isaiah Thomas, hey, you lost. You couldn't stay on top forever, so it is what it is. You guys were great competitors. Let's, you know what I'm saying? Let's move on. Now, I don't think they should have no kumbaya moment and sit down. I don't think that at all. I'm just saying, you know, there's that we had a saying uh, in, in, in my community that said, keep my name out your mouth. That's what they should just do. Just keep, just keep each other's name out your mouth. That's all it is. Just let it go, man. It's over. And so the whole situation, no. But anyway, both of these cats on the team, Petty Bus, but they with me. I'm driving. They they passengers. Um, there's some other people I want to put on there too, but I'm not gonna mention them right now. But anyway, all right, let's get into this this thing by Michael Jordan's gambling habits. Um, whatever. I mean, it was it was known if the, the the books those books came out at that time and then of course this was just simple the fact is that michael jordan had elevated to such a high level to where they were trying to find something 
to bring to, to knock him down a peg. That's what they do in this country. And and it was mentioned in that documentary. And if you don't know that, let me educate you. That's what they do. When they build you up like that, then there's always that, that hater out there that has the ability to uh, do some investigating reporting on you to dig deeper into your background. That's what they do. Because for some odd reason, they need to know what you were like before you got to, you ascended to the top level of your prospective sport that you were in. I don't know what the, the obsession with that is, why they do that in this country, but that's, hey, that's the way it is. It can't be simply just because not, it can't be simply a situation where they say, hey, I just, you know, I'm not in total agreement with everybody else that follows behind you and likes you and whatever. No, I got to try to find out, okay, then you can't be everything they say you are. So let me try to knock you down a peg. Couldn't just be that the dude just, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I, I get it. Michael Jordan's a great player. You gotta go deep into the, you gotta go into the man's personal life to try to find whatever you could find and knock him down. And then the bad thing about it was it was a, it was a Chicago writer that did it. You know what I'm saying? I can see if an outside guy did it from a from another city, from a rival NBA city did it. But it was actually a guy who worked in Chicago and covered sports for so Chicago. I'm pretty sure he had a lot of access to the Chicago Bulls who decide to do all this Jordan rules get interviews from his ex-teammates and his ex-teammates are whack they should have confronted him at the time anyway if they had a problem with the way he was uh, coming off as a teammate the way he treated them instead of you know going behind his back and talking to uh investigative sports reporter that's just whack that's just so green to me but anyway all right let's just see moving on my other thoughts this just this gambling mess and then there was this this crazy speculation that Jordan owed the mob money and the NBA didn't want to look and he needed to walk away. He had to leave the NBA because oh he was going to, it was the mob was after him. Shortly after you know Michael Jordan retired, I think his dad passed away. You know, and I think that that zapped some of his desire. Plus, they got on him. They were with all this other foolishness, making up all these stories about him and saying and, and, and questioning his integrity because he he gambled with money that he had. I can see if the man gambled himself into debt. You see what I'm saying? If he gambled himself into debt, but the dude had money to gamble with. I don't understand because why? Because the amount was so large that uh average human can't understand how can he gamble one point two million dollars as it was just alleged in one of the books. Simple. He had over probably a hundred million dollars. It's that simple. It, Michael Jordan's money ain't like your money. Michael Jordan's bet ain't like your bets. You see what I'm saying? So there are a lot of people that gamble they just don't have the money to gamble 1.2 million dollars on a golf game it's a lot of people but anyway they brought that up about his gambling i was shocked i'm gonna be honest with you to the seed of thing about him not supporting the democratic candidate in uh north carolina um i had read several books there's a there's a particular book by um, a writer about Michael Jordan's uh, lack of support for the African American uh, uh, part of the uh, uh, University of North Carolina because 
given from this particular writer who was a professor there. I've read that book. That's his opinion. And he's entitled to his opinion, like everybody else. See, that's the thing about this great country. You're entitled to your opinion. Whether you agree with me or not, whether I agree with you or not, you're still entitled to your opinion. But anybody else's opinion piece wrote by a particular writer about Michael Jordan's lack of support for for a particular for the African 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 American uh uh, student population or, or, or part of uh, University of North Carolina and then there's some other people that have things about Michael Jordan they don't think that he does anything for the African American community that's a big thing in Charlotte I lived in Charlotte for five years trust me I know what I'm talking about there's people in Charlotte be like yeah he built a park on this side of the town for these people but he ain't never done nothing in the hood over here yada 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 again people entitled to their opinion and people aren't you know, and, and what they think is their truth, and what they think is the real, real, realistic part of this uh, a real situation in their eyes, and not necessarily be what it is, but they entitled to their opinion, and that's that's something that that's been some things that's been said about Mr. Michael Jordan. But this situation about him not supporting the Democratic candidate, and you know, he's from North Carolina, he should have voiced his opinion, and he didn't, and they reached out for, reached out to him to see if they can get uh, his support that way he'd been able to defeat the, Repu- defeat the Republican candidate. I agree 1000% with Michael Jordan. He had, if he didn't have the conviction to do it, to support someone in a po- and take a political stance on something, doggone it, don't do it. If he didn't have the conv- conviction to do it, don't do it. I don't know why we feel in this community there's this obligation that our celeb black people whether it be sports entertainment whatever need to be able to be out front activists on certain things i get how it was in the 50s and the 60s i get there should be some some as some some opinions say there should be some uh, togetherness on certain things but it does it really have to be t- togetherness or a total understanding that hey just because a person of color is running I have to agree with their political stance I don't think that's the case I think you're entitled to your opinion I think Michael Jordan was entitled to his thoughts and to say hey listen I, I might he may not have agreed with old dude and I don't think it had nothing to do with those and, and trust me I know Michael Jordan knows he he, he looked like he, he has a, he's a black man I know he knows I know he knows even with all the money he has I'm pretty sure there's been moments even with all that money he has and all those folks that he have around him that, that pretty much try to get get a piece of him at every chance they can to put the, the name Michael Jordan tag to their company I'm pretty sure there are a lot of people that get that that's around him even though many of them don't look look like me or have or have skin complexion like mine there's been plenty of moments where Michael Jordan remembers that he's a black man I'm pretty sure there are many moments but you gotta realize he's entitled he he was entitled to not have to support that particular candidate people get upset all they want to but he he was right I don't know and, 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 oh well Republicans wear sneakers too what's wrong with that statement they do wear sneakers they do buy sneakers he, he, he Michael Jordan don't just have black dollars 
he, he don't just have black dollars. Michael Jordan got everybody dollar for, for his shoes. Everybody wear Jordans. I wear Jordans. He's right. Everybody wears Jordans. Whether that had a, whether that factor in it in the fact that he didn't want to support that particular candidate, that maybe that was affected to the situation. Okay, it is what it is. He, he had a right. He has a right to do that. You know, and I get some of you civil rights activists and some of you social media activists out here who, 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 oh my God, it's all about this. We got to stick together and all this stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good for you. That, that, that man didn't feel that way. And I think he was entitled and I respect his opinion on that situation. Even if, I would even go so far to say, even if he did not come out in, I know there was a situation where him, uh, when, 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 when Barack Obama was named, um, I uh, uh, won the president uh, won uh, the presidential race in 2008 I know he, he there was you know stories that he celebrated and things like that but even if he hadn't celebrated or he had supported the other candidate it is what it is to me he wouldn't have been a sellout he wouldn't have been all these other things that you that people like to come up with when blacks don't support blacks like I didn't support I don't support the, I didn't support the Colin Kaepernick protest being done at the beginning of games i understood why he was protesting but i didn't pro i didn't support the colin kaepernick uh protesting uh at the beginning of football games and i got some very interesting comments in messenger or via email well your uncle tom your sambo your sellout i'll be whatever you whatever you say it is but I, I just want, I just want to watch football. I didn't want to hear about no political, or no, no, no protest before a football game. Point blank, period. That's 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 how that worked for me. I understood what he was protesting. I agree with his stance against police brutality against people of color and unarmed people of color and the police brutality. I understood it. How can I not understand it as a black man? But what I didn't want and still don't want is to see a stern protest before the start of the game. I don't agree with the national anthem being played either at the beginning of the game. Come out of the locker room, kick the ball off, whatever. Come out of the locker room, jump the ball up, get playing. Come out of the dugout, make the first pitch, let's get the plan. Come out both dressing rooms, get in the ring and start boxing. Come out of the locker room, get onto the pitch, and start playing soccer. Point blank period for me. I just don't think the national anthem is necessary. Has nothing to do with national pride. Has nothing to do against the United States. It's just a simple fact is just come play the game. That's it. Come out of the locker room, play the game, everything. That's that's just my, my thing. But that's all I'm saying. You can have a difference of opinion and you can disagree with me. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that at all. But everybody's entitled to their opinion and opinion, and everybody's and everyone is entitled to decide whether or not what they should do in the best way forward for themselves. And Michael Jordan felt it wasn't uh, necessary for him or or to be public about it. The man said he gave a contribution. What else you want? And even if he had, even come out for that particular candidate who's to say that that person would have won it's just it's just okay well he at least he showed that he cares about the black community that, the, him not supporting that particular uh uh, uh candidate uh, for senate doesn't does not make him doesn't say he doesn't care for the black community that, that's hogwash man 
you can stop all that and people want like i say every, just because like i said you don't have to agree with every you don't have to take every take up every black agenda just because you're black and you're a celebrity because i hear that you're what you you're we you have a certain responsibility unless i believe in the cause I think that's the only thing. I did. Louisville has been hit with a notice of allegations by the NCAA, the dumb NCAA, um, for something that Rick Pitino did. Rick Pitino ain't coached this place in a couple of years, and now they're just getting a notice of allegations. This is why the NCAA is so stupid to me. This is why they're so dumb. They're going to punish a new coach for what the previous coach did, and now the school may lose scholarships because of what Rick Pitino did. And he's not the coach there, but he's got a new job. The NCAA works. Uh, like a scorn lover. They, they, that's how they work. See, a scorn, you know, what I'm saying, with a scorn lover, they gonna punish you for things that happened in their previous relationships. They gonna punish a new person. New person ain't got nothing to do with it. New person ain't got nothing to do with what happened in your previous relationship. But you gonna punish that person because of what happened with the other, the other, the other fool. And that's how the NCAA works. That they punish the new coach for what the old coach did, or they punish the, the, the current players for what the past players did. That's the dumbest damn thing to me. This is why the NCAA is so far behind the times. They're so stupid. They really are. I, I'm, I'm serious. This is why I want that, that. I really wish that these professional leagues would get it together and give these young people another option to actually get paid real money instead of their labor being used in the college semi-pro or the, the the college professional system the minor leagues and, and and the farm system that the college football is for the nfl I, the nba is heading in the right direction but i just i wish more of those top kids would just say you know what screw it i ain't going to play no no one year i don't need that mm -mm. i'm gonna go make this money whether it be in Australia, America, in Europe, or wherever, I don't care. As long as I want the, I want college, the NCAA to realize that model that they have done. These stupid allegations that they come up with, all these things against recruiting, when every freaking school cheats, all of them do. Every school, every school that's playing for big time money in college basketball and college football, they push it to the limit to get the best players on that campus no matter how they do it and if you don't think that's true okay that's on you but that's how it goes they do whatever they need to do to get these kids on campus it's that simple but anyway that's the NCAA and their foolishness people are saying that Andy Dalton could be re, uh, going to turn to the NFL and the signings that, ha um, that happened over the weekend I talked about this on the video chat with my brothers on Sunday uh, then when we recorded about Andy Dalton and signing with Dak Prescott. People say, hey, there should be a warning sign of Dak Prescott. No, there shouldn't be no warning sign of Dak Prescott because they offered Dak Prescott $105 million. And Dak Prescott decided that he didn't want it. Dak Prescott, for some odd reason, has put in his mind that he should set the market. I said he should get paid. I ain't say he should set the market. I, I mentioned that the young man wants to get $40 million, but I don't think he deserves that. They offered this dude $105 million guaranteed money, and he ain't signed that contract yet. That's the craziest thing to me. That's the craziest thing. Then they put up a stat 
Oh, one of the shows put up a stat showing the first four years of Andy Dalton's career alongside Dak Prescott. That's Dak Prescott's uh, first four years, and it's very, it's almost identical. And, and Andy Dalton, that's when he was on a good team with solid receivers, a good offensive line. And now you put him in there with the Dallas uh, as the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. Now he been he's been absolutely not great. I ain't gonna call him terrible and garbage, but he ain't been great the last couple of years. But them Cincinnati teams have been terrible, terrible. <laughs> Sounded like Charles. Anyway, so he now gets the opportunity, better team, better system got a players Mike McCarthy has something to prove and Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott don't have a relationship this is Mike this is Mike McCarthy's first year as a Dallas Cowboy head coach Dak Prescott I think he's playing with fire I don't think I don't think Andy Dalton was signed to replace him at all but he puts in a capable player with NFL experience that you can put him in and say, "Hey, you know what? Let's see what we can. Let's see what Andy can give us." I think that called Dak Prescott should look at it like this, because the other thing about that is, who's going, who really would pay Dak Prescott that kind of money? One hundred and five million dollars guaranteed. Who else would pay him that kind of money? I don't think there's another team out there that would want him at that price. At one hundred and five million dollars guaranteed? Nah, I don't think so. I, I don't think there is. But I could be wrong. But if there is, somebody let me know. Well, I like to see it, brother. I, I believe it when it happens. You know. All right, before I get out of here, they say that uh, Marshawn Lynch is, is possibly going to return to the Seahawks. That's good. He could be in spot duty, be goal line help for that team. Um, don't have a problem with that. I think that's a good move for them. Um, they also they drafted uh, a former University of Miami player, DJ Dallas, to go along with Travis Homer. Travis Homer was actually the starting running back for that team as they were making their run through the playoffs last season. And now they got another U guy there from the University of Miami there. DJ Dallas is going to be the running back. So there's two young cats in there, Marshawn Lynch, to come in and hammer the ball in from the goal line or in short yardage situations. That's, that's pretty good. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, the NBA, real quick, uh, possibly going to restart. But one of the things that's really interesting is that um, there's been some concern about a general manager, some some general managers across the NBA about older coaches and older staff members um, in regards to what's going on in this country with the coronavirus. I totally like that. I, like I said, the NBA has been very uh, forthright in the way they're handling things. They're trying to be upfront about everything and they're trying to stay ahead of uh, the situation. And also, they're, they're being very conscious and looking out for just not just for the fans but they're thinking about the players and the staffs and the arena people and things of that nature that's one thing about Adam Silver and his leadership in regard to this situation with the coronavirus and the restart or or cancellation of the NBA season I think he's been handling it the correct way um nothing but props for Adam Silver the way he's been doing things he's been a strand for he's been a straight up guy he's been very um a commissioner he's definitely the best commissioner in sports without a doubt I don't have a I mean I don't think there's even uh a, a, a debate about what Adam Silver has done um for the National Basketball Association. That's my time. That is my take on sports today. Today is Cinco de Mayo. If you're Mexican, they say it's a it's a supposed to be 
uh, a Mexican a, a holiday that you truly celebrate. If you're not, and you just use it for uh, to drink on Cinco de Mayo, be careful, be safe, be smart about it. And I'm gonna leave that right there. Again, I close every podcast the same way. Say a prayer for somebody because prayer changes things. I holler, be safe. <laughs>